First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Stras Voita, and welcome back to Late Night with Drew and Jordan. Bow, chicka, bow, chicka, bow. Giggity. <laughs> the Two Beers Podcast, pod of the everyman. The everyman enjoys a little sexual humor in there every once and again. We know. Um, episode 89 this week. Uh, Drew, how are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm doing great coming off of... Uh... Two two beers live weekend part two, yeah right. That was fun. <clears throat> another another New York City takeover for the two brew pot the two brew crew. Yeah, drove drove my behind out there to New Jersey. That in, big in monster the, truck in, in the big truck. Yeah, that was fun. Um, someone's then, clearly someone's clearly overcompensating. Uh, you you might say, but at the same time. That might be a reason I need that big truck. <laughs> Put my big butt in it. Um, all right. Well, before we get any further, let's assume positions for the world famous two brew salute. In three, two, one. That was good. Um, I have. Oh, 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 no, no, don't. I have a bottle. Working on this Belgian assortment. This is Hogarden Wit Beer. Um, it is. Oh, I, for a second I thought it was 11, 11 ounces, four point nine percent. What are you drinking? Uh, I got a Corona Premier. A what? Corona Premier. I thought you said Carpenter at first. <laughs> no. Carpenter ants? Is that a? That's an animal. That's an animal. Oh, this isn't bad. This little hoe garden. Hoe garden. Hoe garden. <clears throat> that reminds me of uh, what you used to your high school or your college days. Hoe zinger. <clears throat> There's a GoFund prom night that I just messed up somewhere in there. Eh, we'll get we'll we'll we'll, we'll get there. You gotta get 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 the juices flowing. Fun, fun. <laughs> All right. For fun. So, um, you know who didn't have fun over the weekend? Uh, I'd say the, uh, there's four, one, four. there's one person very specifically I want you to answer. To. I was going to say one, one man plus his 4,000 Irish Catholic fans that were in the, uh, in the Hulu. So Speci- specifically that Joe's... woman who, who, that woman who was sitting in front of us, who was either his wife, girlfriend or sister, hopefully not all three. Um, <laughs> she, after the first round, when Joe got knocked down, she ran down there to the ring to scream something at him. Um, it was in the Hulu theater. So just to give everyone some perspective since we went, um, you're, you're probably thinking like, oh, a theater for boxing? Oh, how's that work out? Yeah, that's what we were wondering too. So if you can imagine, like the ring is sitting kind of down in sort of where the orchestra would be. The media is up on stage. And all the seats, other than the floor seats uh, that are on three sides, all the seats are facing down into the ring, basically. So um, it was it was an interesting setup. You know, it has the world-famous uh, ceiling 
uh, with all the lights. Um, but yeah, it lasted two rounds. You know, word to the wise, unless it's super convenient for you to get to a better Bia fight, don't bother going, uh, you know, until he moves up in weight class. Cause my gosh, there, there's <laughs> nobody within 10 pounds of this guy that can stand a chance. It's, it did it's nuts. Cause I, from a couple of our buddies, uh, just they tuned in they were like my god better be just destroyed this guy and we're like yeah and this is like an actual like legitimate world champion yeah like joseph i mean i know know he's not bivol right he doesn't have the amateur pedigree um and the technical skills of some of these other guys but like he dude he's i mean guy retired hopkins like we talked about last week like he definitely has the resume he's got the bona fide he's a bona fide fighter yeah and better be of Made him look like JV. <sighs> Man, it, it was nuts, too. Like, you'd think everyone was like, oh, it sucks. It only lasted two rounds. I guess you guys were bummed. It's like, I mean, not really. The guy just guy just destroyed him. It's just you're watching, uh, you know. Just watching you're, greatness. Let's say you're watching, like, a modern day, like, Mike Tyson, the way he went through him. You know, and I thought that we – I watched it because it was it was very easy to rewatch several times because it was so short. But, you know, I liked, I liked Joe Smith's – initial approach where he was he was you know he was aggressive but he wasn't over I thought he was I thought he was smartly using his jab early and wasn't getting too close to better be of uh, you know I, I think when he made some contact he took some chances in the first first round uh and then with about a minute left he gets hit with with a clubbing shot from better be of which better be of is known to you know throw some of those clubbing shots that sometimes mm-hmm. hits in the back of the head Yep, and he slipped. Which I, maybe you could have called it a knockdown. I, I don't know, but you know the the shot that got landed before he slipped. I, I feel like that was the beginning of the end for Joe Smith Jr. Because I thought that I I think he felt the power and he got um, rattled. He got rattled because even after he got up from that, like you could just his legs were like they weren't spaghetti legs. They were, but, they were affected. Yeah, you could tell he was a little uneasy, and then he gets knocked down uh, with about what, what was it, twelve seconds left in the first round. So Goes down to a knee, so he doesn't get you know doesn't he doesn't get completely whitewashed on his back. Um, but you know he got he got stunned. Gets back to the corner, you know. Then the bell rings, and then round two it was like there was no game plan. Like he, I guess it was I, you know I, people have said that I think like Andre Ward was saying that. You know, he thinks there was a plan, and then once he felt the power, he just knew there was, you know, he thinks that he thought there was no chance that he was going to be able to last 12 rounds with this guy. He just figured, let's just, I'm, I'm willing to get knocked out, but he's going to, I'm, I'm going to try to get my shots in. Maybe that Make, is what makes, happened. Makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. um, there were some, there were some moments in the second round where he was, they were, it was a firefight with the two of them. Like, they had a good... 12 13 second exchange where they're just throwing punches yeah and uh you know what really what really in the words uh, of willem dafoe it was a firefight <laughs> yeah and like the biggest the biggest thing that better be if and it didn't take him very long it took him all of i don't know two minutes he he timed the shit out of joe smith's left jab to where joe smith threw it and 
every time Better Beev was able to time him with a like a I guess I want to say it's an overhand right or a hook, like whatever you want to call it. He came over the top with that with his own right hand yeah. every time when Joe Smith tried tried to throw that one two combination. And that's what hurt him in the second round. He caught him right in the temple. Um and that I think then the equilibrium went, and then uh, he knocked him down two more times after. It, it it was just a slaughter. And again, like Joe Smith Jr. is a legitimate world champion. He's a legitimate fighter. The guy had never been knocked down before. He's lost, but he's never been knocked down. And better be of absolutely ran crumbled him, him. humbled yeah, this, him. Yeah, the stat. Oh, there were so many good words. Annihilation. Uh, <laughs> you name it. It was great. And. Uh, the ref stopped it after the third knockdown, which uh, no problem with that stoppage. Like it was. Well, it was about to be a fourth knockdown, and then he stopped it. Yeah, did he get knocked? Oh, that's right, because he didn't get knocked. He just he hurt him. Yeah, yeah it was right. one yeah. knock, one knockdown in the first. What two in the second? And it was about to be a fourth. Yeah, and again, yeah, right. Yeah, he just he, stumbled. He, he stumbled, and then he there. He caught him with an uppercut, and then Joe Smith started hook. like running away, and the yeah. ref just was like, and no. he said, "Yeah, no, no more, no more," and. uh I, yeah, I, I, you you described it perfectly. I, I was just a little bit disappointed that Joe Smith didn't try to do something a little different. Like we we said immediately at the time in the arena, we're like, dude, grab him, like yeah, buy yourself that, twenty seconds, like in the, something. Yeah, in the second, I think I it was. I think that was after the first knockdown in the second round. Yeah, yeah, it was like grapple, just try and yeah, just bear hug him. Again, maybe submit. Maybe maybe after, those guys, after the yeah. second knockdown, just try and hug him the whole rest of the round. Just try, just survive. Yeah, and maybe maybe those guys were onto something that you know he just went into the firefight and just figured I, I just got to try to land something. But you know, again, it was one of those we've seen a lot of guys just try to survive and not get knocked out. And uh, you know, it seemed like Joe Smith was more than willing to go out on the the shield, as they as they say. Yeah, I agree. But extend the match, like oh, agree. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah, like well, that's what I'm saying. I think he just, I just think he gets regroup so right. and yeah. think, like clear your head, try and think like, okay, what do I got to do here? And like, I would have liked to see him. Okay, grapple him, punch, like hit, try and work the jab more. Like, okay, so he, like you said, he figured out the timing on like your your step one jab, like. Okay, like throw some feints, do some other things. Like I, I don't know. I, it, it's easy for me to say when you know I don't have a grizzly bear just ripping apart my skull. <laughs> that's basically what Better Be does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I was I was just a little bit disappointed that he got knocked down once and just went Leroy Jenkins YOLO and just just was like, all right, time to sit in the pocket and just just whip whip out a bunch of. Yeah, I would have loved to. If they, shots. I would have loved to hear what they were saying in the corner uh, for the mic'd up. That would have been. Uh, cause I, I didn't even hear Joe Smith the, talk. The after one the, time they were in the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even hear any post fight from him. Um, I'll have to go on top rank to see if I can find some because usually you can find you know like the post fight interviews and whatnot. But yeah, yeah I mean he just got rocked and. Usually uh, you don't interview the the corpse of the lamb when the lion just rips through it. Yeah, and better be of was just great. Like he's just, he's like he's like a clown too. He's like uh, one day I aspire to be good boxer. <laughs> yeah, but no, like, that's not a clown. That's his limited English. He means like a slick thrower. Like yeah, no, I know. Science. It's just it's, it's just like, the way he the way he delivers it. The way he says it, and he's I, got with that menacing smile. It's just yeah. It's, I it, mean, yeah. It, it to us Americans, it is funny to hear them, you know, stumble through the language. But like, 
he's just trying to say like, hey, one day I really yeah. want to be, you know, slick in there like like a lot of these other guys. But for now, he's a mauler. Yeah, um, a brute. That was probably that was, that was one of my <laughs> favorite. Where I was trying to I was trying to uh, compile all the adjectives used for him, and then it was just like, yeah, I mean, brute. Term, term, the term, he's a Terminator. Uh, I mean, you name it, it all fits him. Feels like we should have rewrote the uh, the Mister Grinch with uh, better BF, like <laughs> yeah, how they list all the things about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. that would have been good. And I'll tell you the best. Uh, I I love the, <laughs> I love the tweet where it's like forget forget any forget any other fighters at one seventy five. It's like I, we just want to see better BF fight fight a bear. Yeah, literally go out there and fight a bear. Yeah, I mean because. And that's the thing is, okay, Beevil, LOL, like, sorry. Like, it's just, do I expect Beevil to do better than than Joe Smith Jr.? Yeah. But what does that mean? Like, he'll make it to the seventh round instead of the second? Like, like he, he will feel the pain. Um, yeah, I, well, I, I think, Canelo, I think, I think get, a Bivol no, get out of town. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no shot. Um, I, I think a Bivol fight would go <clears throat> similar to the Gavonsic fight. <clears throat> I think he'd go like eight, 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 nine rounds. Okay, what I, I, I think better be it would eventually break him down, but yeah, definitely would eventually break him down. Yeah, so yeah, um, he's he's a, just a savage, and like you could hear, like we could hear it in the arena, but man, like when you you go to those ringside, I don't know if you watched all of those on Twitter, all the all the uh, nondescript tweets that I send you, um, but like the the ring cam ones, like dude, like. It it is they're just thudding shots. Yeah, yeah I dude. did. I did watch those. No no nobody was ever uh met the definition of heavy hands like this guy does. Yeah, that's a good point. So um Yeah, so <clears throat> that was that was wild. But oh so the the rest of the thought that I was gonna say was that I, I think the only people that can step up to this guy is if, if he moves up to like uh, cruiser and I, I i i'm interested to see if his power translates um to, to bigger <coughs> um going up because, 15 yeah going up 15 pounds yeah because we saw with canelo going from 168 to 175 he, he there was so much was lost um in terms of uh power and, and just the 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 reach not being a you know not being a or, yeah, I guess yeah, I should yeah. say the reach being more of an issue than it is. Yep, yeah, pretty interesting. I mean, I don't really think. I just I don't think there's many good cruisers right now. So there's he, not. He, yeah, but we said the same thing about 175 when Canelo was taking on Bivol. So that's I'm just I'm I'm just wondering what that translation is when he goes up and fights somebody who's 17 more pounds or whatever it is like might and might might be 14, like six foot 14 yeah. more pounds. Yeah, it might be like, like six foot four. Yeah, exactly. Like a six, yeah, six foot three, one ninety seven guy. Like versus the one seventy fives he's going up against now. Yeah. Um, well, he's gonna. He'll. He's. It seems like he's gonna be the yard fight for October is all set over in the UK. Like I, I, you know, I don't know how good of a boxer he is, but he's he's big, so he's got power. Yard. So it'll be a good. Uh, he's not gonna be bigger than one seventy five. I know that. No, nah, well, definitely not, but. It'll. Uh, I, I just. I. I want to see him go up against a bit, like a, a a bigger guy. And just see how how if he if he moves up and, and mows down a couple more. It's like just give give me Usyk. <laughs> Usyk better, U- Usyk be. better be of 
I mean, it sounds ridiculous, um, but there's. I think there's a path to that, but a, a, a lot has to happen. But um, that's wild. I just. Well, I mean, what if Fury? If Fury retires, and Usyk beats Joshua again, like what are we gonna? Are we gonna sign up for like Usyk and like Joseph Parker? So like, if Better Beev comes up and wins a couple belts at cruiser because he just embarrasses everybody at 175 uh, i don't know uh, like what's in three years from now what's fight are we gonna what are we gonna be talking about i think uh Kenobio, our boy dan Kenobio um said uh, hit uh, what he i think he said the phrase dream fight benavidez and and, oh yeah, he'd kill Benavides. Oh, well, somebody, gosh. somebody, somebody tweeted that at him, and he uh, responded to it. I like oh, okay. to, yeah. me, to me. To me, Benavides just doesn't have the, the he doesn't have the footwork. Anything. In, in the... <laughs> uh, he would get embarrassed. <coughs> he would get. He, he would. Yeah. No way. No <laughs> way. It, it it is hard to imagine anybody competing, like even putting up a fight with with uh with better be at this point. No, his his flat foot ass going up against better beef. That's so, and you and you love Benavides. I, I don't love Benavides. I you I did think, you at one point you did. At one point I did maybe, but I uh, it just he would no 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 I, I I just I don't think he I don't think he's beatable. Which is funny because I really emphasize that in my latest pound for pound, but I really I still don't think I would slide better be of up in the pound for pound right now um okay i, I don't know do you, do you think you you think you got room for him in your top 10 uh, i mean you know i mean i'm more of a being able to span weight classes and i mean he's only been at 175 so i don't, I don't know if i'd squeak him in i i think who i have in there yeah i mean he, he's just starting to consolidate belts now like i know he had two but now he has three and yeah he's so gonna we'll have, he's gonna have some other fight before like before, i don't think i had yeah. bivol in mine. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't, I can't, remember. I can't recall, but like if I didn't have Bivol in mine, then like, and he just beat Canelo, like I don't think I'm going to have, <laughs> have, uh, have better be of in there, but, uh, really, it's really fun. Like I said, regardless of it only being, uh, you know, two rounds, it was, uh, <clears throat> electric. It, yeah. It was still a lot of fun, man. It's still a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, that being said, there's, there's no, so this this is again where uh, talking about the fights this week where we're kind of the casual or the you know the bridge between casuals and hardos, but the the only fight I think anyone should be worried about this week is um, the Bam Rodriguez versus Rungvisai. Mm-hmm. Um, intrigues me. Um, I I know the hardos are going to be all over it. The casuals are going to say more like who. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be on DAZN. I'm, uh, I actually don't have all of that. It's, I think it's 11 a.m. on DAZN. Um. 11 a.m., huh? 11 a.m., yeah. Wake up nice and early. 11 p.m. on, on DAZN. Um, because Rungvazai is the one that signed the deal wait, with DAZN, uh, so wait, right? wait, wait, wait. Did you, did you misspeak, or is it 11, actually at 11 a.m.? 11 p.m. <laughs> I was going to say, where's this fight happening? I misspoke. Um, okay, but now I'm gonna go to, back to my DraftKings sportsbook just to make sure I, I read that right. Um, but 
do what do you do you have a pulse on this one at all, Drew? Have you looked into this one at all? Nah, nah. But I just I just figure Bam's just too good right now. He'll just destroy this guy. Rungvisai. Well, Rungvisai is like he has some history in this division. It's like one fifteen, um, eleven p.m. Yeah. No, um, but yeah, I haven't. Yeah, no, I I didn't do a deep dive this week. No, I I didn't do a deep dive either. Um. Don't even quote me on the Dizona. But I thought I thought Rungvisai signed that contract with them. Anyway, um, the odds are minus 450 for Bam, plus 340 for Rungvisai. The, the over is 10.5, which is minus 260. Um, Jesse Bam Rodriguez by decision is minus 150. Uh, Jesse Bam Rodriguez by KO, plus 260. Um, and... Rung Visai plus seven fifty <coughs> on the decision and plus six fifty on the KO. Um Yeah, I don't even have a really a prediction. I just I think it has potential to be a really, really good fight. If you're not doing anything at eleven PM on Saturday, you know, tune into that one. Yeah. Alright, I agree. But that's that's it. That's that's all the boxing. Yeah, um, I mean just the only other thing we had the uh it's official, uh Usyk Joshua two, yeah. Um, and they are going to, dun dun dun, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Those bastards taking blood money. They are mouthpieces for the Saudis. Um, which kind of leads us in the Gulf, with with comments like that. So, your boy Brooksy. Oh, broke my heart. In the arms of the, the angels. angels. Yeah. Fly away from here. In this dark <laughs> it's just, it's just room. Yeah, man, your boy. He's, he's uh, that fake quote going out there about him just saying F the John Deere open, which I'm pretty sure that was a fake quote, right? I don't know. I couldn't find it independently verified other than that meme page, so I'm I'm calling I'm calling fake on that. But uh, sounds fake. Yeah, but you know it's not fake. Him him going to the Saudi league yeah. to live. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised. Um, I guess people were surprised because he was talking out both sides of his mouth. No, I mean I haven't even looked at it. I don't know. Two days later, signed. Um, what, what, what are you going to do he, now? What did he sign for? You know what? I haven't found it. Um, I've been Googling it like a mother, and he hasn't been taking my calls, so. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess I guess, I guess, John Rom is my new guy I'm just going to be picking. Rombo, after he gave that. I mean, and he he gave really good answers um, about why he wouldn't go. He's like, hey, if I had $400 million, my my lifestyle really wouldn't change. Change, yeah. Which is pretty impressive. And just um, that, you know, that the – the historic the historicness of of the PGA tournaments just means something. Having your name on the trophies with the legends, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know whose life wouldn't be changed either if he took the four hundred million. Tiger Woods. His, no, John Rom. Uh, his his great 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 grandkids. That's whose lives wouldn't wouldn't be changed either. But that's probably why people do it. To each their own on that. Um, here, let me. 
I'm. I wonder if the Brooks money came out yet. Brooks, I didn't. I didn't see it anywhere. So. Kepka. Live. While you're looking that up, man. Ugh. Great, great Sunday. At the yeah. Open, man. You're yeah. uh, up at the the Country Club up in Boston. Uh, Mister Mister Gilmore's caddy, uh, sucked up another one. Uh, yeah, I I uh, man, like him. I almost picked Morikawa. There was a couple. Even Matt Fitzpatrick like crossed my mind. But I, I this this all, all everything on social media just had my mind blown with, um how this course was set up i'm shocked anybody even finished under par quite honestly i i expected the winner to be about plus one or plus two i I expected even to be right there um so matt fitzpatrick finishing minus six i thought was just unreal yeah Um, watching watching some of these guys like you know in the uh in in the rough like duffin just like destroying shots i'm just like oh man that's what I do on a Sunday. <laughs> Did you see that that Grayson Murray? He like kept breaking his clubs and throwing his clubs and stuff. No, no, I didn't see that. One of us. The one, one of, of us. Who was it? The the one guy who uh, who hit like four straight shots that just kept rolling back down the hill. Oh, that was that was classic. We were watching that. Um, <laughs> I can't remember who that was, but that was just nuts. Um. But yeah, oh, Sheff- darn it! I wish I could remember. It's so cra- it was so crazy because Scotty Scheffler just on the- he dominated the front nine on Saturday and Sunday, just dominated it, and then man, he just you know blew up on the back. So like, I thought he was, I think he was he was minus six going into the back nine, and I'm like, oh, dude, he might he might end up at like minus minus eight nine under. Uh, and then yeah, then he just had a couple bogeys there and finished. I think what he finished minus four. Uh, Scheffler, he was minus five. He he tied second. Oh, he, oh he, okay, he yeah. ties Zalatoris, yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, Zalatoris just that that last putt on eighteen that would have forced the playoff <sighs> just missed. So yeah, I wonder. That, I wish that I wish they would have shown a close up to see if he was like shaking his club like he normally does on his putts. Right, <laughs> just the wobble. So, but I mean, he went. What did he 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 parred after he he had a, he had a little bit of a meltdown on the front nine. Um, because he went in, he went in as the leader, right? And on on Sunday, who Zalatoris? No, oh, that's a good question. I don't. I think he went. I think I think he I think he was the leader by a stroke over uh, Fitzpatrick, and then um, yeah, some some bad holes on the front, and then he like I think he birdied four out of five between like nine and nine and fifteen, nine and fourteen, whatever it was, and it got him right back in there, and uh. Yeah, and that was that was that was all she all she wrote, and it was just the two of those guys. And then yeah, he just uh, just missed that putt. Just a bit outside. Um. Yeah, dude, it was. It was. Uh, I can't find the round by round scores. Damn it. Um, no biggie. Should have told me. Should have told me beforehand. No, that's all um, right. I'm pretty sure Zal, I'm pretty sure Zal Torres was the he was he was in the lead coming into Sunday. Yeah, but not only that that guy who kept chipping it and having it roll back down the hill, uh, even Rory was in that rough spot, and then he was smashing the shit out of the bunker. Rory. That was... But you know what? Rory actually fought back down the stretch. He actually yeah, he did. He actually finished tied for fifth. 
Yeah, what was he finished? What three under? Um, I no it two was, under. He was two under. Yeah, two under. Um, yeah, he's two under. So. Um, yeah. So, congrats to Matt Fitzpatrick. I I read an article, which I didn't know this at the time, but he takes notes on every single shot he's ever hit. Oh yeah. Whether it's a practice round, a play for fun round, a major, a regular tournament, anything. He notes the lie, all the conditions. Like, I don't know, I guess, like how much he swung and what happened with it. And he puts it in a notebook. And then he goes back and puts it all into a database. So he has like thousands of shots in this Hmm. database that he could just like run a query and see like okay like how good do i do when the ball is like buried and it's wet and there's a lot of wind and blah 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 and like he knows his data unlike anybody else yeah how's how's that he's been doing it for like years how's that working out for him in the uh the majors count he's got one i mean he's got one he's what 24 or something okay i mean it's a pretty good cool uh, and then he won. He won the U, uh, the U.S. Amateur and the U.S. Open at the same course. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So. <laughs> On to the PGA or no the uh, the British Open, right? The British Open, yeah. Or the Open. The Open. I can't. I still can't believe people started doing that in the past couple of years. <laughs> um, I I still want to call it the British. I'm sorry. Oh, we won't stop you. What do you call it? It's the British Open. Yeah, the British Open, yeah. yeah Matt Patrick is. is 27, by the way. I was, like, searching for that. Yeah, um, I thought I did. Yeah, I thought he was a little older than that, so, but. But this this course, I have to say, like, the, his, the history of it was cool, but, like, I don't know. I, like, I was in love with that, uh, that course at, at the PGA Championship down in, what was it, Oklahoma or whatever. Um, this, this one I was, I was not in love with. So I'm like, yeah, I, I, if I don't ever play there, that's fine. But here we are. Here we are. Okay. Moving on from the U.S. Open. NBA finals touch before we close that out. And then also the draft coming up. Yeah, man. I mean, we had our last, uh. Our last two two for one last week is the Warriors ended up taking taking the finals in six games. Um, it was pretty not. I still I was thinking back on. I've listened to some other podcasts here over the last few days. A lot of people keep going back to yeah the right team won this and that. I I still think the Celtics were the better team to be honest with you. I think it was a they really let a golden opportunity close. go. It was it was really really close. I think they were about as even though they were built differently, they were about as evenly. Yeah. Well, this is and this is could. this is where we when we got into we we had our little text war with one of our buddies about um, underdogs this and that like. Yeah, obviously somebody was the betting favorite in this series, but like I wouldn't consider the other team a quote unquote underdog. Like, you know, like someone's a smidge better than you doesn't mean that like you don't have like to me like an underdog is like you really don't have any business winning this series. So, um, 
Yeah, I thought they I thought they were even they were almost as evenly matched, but I did just think the Celtics I just thought they were the better team. But Curry Curry took it to another level, man, and uh good for him. And like I said, Draymond after the uh fuck you Draymond chance, uh and his mom calling him out on Twitter, he came to play those last two games. Yeah. Really impacted everybody. Happy for Clay. Love that dude. Like he is outside of Giannis, he's the most rootable guy. he's the most easy easy guy to root for in the NBA. Um so that was that was good to see kind of see them bounce back. And how about uh, Clay at the parade? Which which uh, him stumbling? Yeah. He like tripped, he tripped st- over a fence, a he barrier. He tripped over a fence, yeah, and then like just completely Goldberg speared uh this poor woman. So it was more, yeah, uh, not completely Goldberg's. It was more of like you know a, I mean. it was yeah. more like a hockey hit. Yeah, exactly. Shoulder, uh, shoulder to shoulder. He, he he rode his boat into the parade and lost his championship hat on the way in. This I I love it, dude. He's so great. I, I love Clay Thompson. So I his 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 post game where he was talking about <laughs> calling Jared Jackson Jr. a bum for tweeting out strength in numbers after they beat them in a regular season game. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to retweet that thing. Well, that guy. <laughs> um, and so we'll see. Like, I'll be curious. We'll be curious to see what off season they're they're in a like. You know, I'm uh, my infamous uh, when my other persona went on for the game three uh, draw. <laughs> when draw went on for the two for one, was all over Jordan Poole. But it, it they they won a hundred million dollars his camp. So I, the, the they're actually in a decent position to give it to him though because when you think about it, you're gonna be thinking how do I fill in these other roster spots? Well. They kind of they kind of already have that with their three young guys that you're hoping on cheap contracts can contribute. I mean they don't like they're they were drafted high, but like the Warriors don't need them to be like franchise changing players at this point. Like if Kaminga, Moody, and Wiseman can just be solid role players, like forget where they got drafted, like their draft position. Like you could afford to give Poole that hundred million dollars, and it doesn't really cripple you because you have three guys on rookie contracts that, in theory, are supposed to be you know game changing talents for the most part. Yeah. So they're set up nicely. I uh, I'm still sticking sticking with the Clippers. I said we we did our way too early predictions. I do think the Clippers are going to come out of the West next year. I just I don't know why. I just I just feel it. Um, you don't, but you be, don't know Kawhi. Yeah, it'd be it'd be fun to see the see, Warriors see what go. I did there? Uh, what's that? You said why, and I turned it in, into Kawhi. Exactly, <laughs> Kawhi. Um, it'd be there fun to see the Warriors. The Warriors are fun. I know some people don't like them, but like I, I, I just love watch. I love watching the Warriors play basketball. Like it's just it's fun. You know, it's just the thing that just Matches all the, the part of the everyman. Bro, just all the fun. just all all the little things they do. It, it's just so, uh, it's just so awesome. But. So we'll we'll see. But yeah, that's the finals wrapped up in Boston. You know, kudos to them. They were below five hundred in the middle of January and then just went on a huge run. Uh they weren't afraid to play Brooklyn, uh, or Milwaukee. They, you know, they went through some really good good teams and uh, you know, while the Bucks, the Chris Middleton what if is probably the biggest thing of uh of the playoffs. I mean, they still went and beat Giannis, who's the best player in the world, beat K D, beat Jimmy Butler. And uh, they had they had Curry Curry on the ropes for for a couple for a couple games, so future's still bright with those guys. A little tinkering, they you know they need to find out how just they need to get some type of backup point guard in there, and uh, and they should be in good shape. 
Yeah. Um, so the draft is this week. Yes, sir. By the Tomorrow. time you listen to this, it may or have already tonight. happened. Yeah. Well, it'll be, yeah. So Depends when you listen to this. But Exactly. Um, but we're yeah. recording before, obviously. You uh, you have any insights on, on any of these guys? No, I, I just think you're right with Chet. I think, man, it just feels like he's going to get pushed around. Like, I, just, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I just. My. My number one would be, uh, you know, I I didn't watch a ton, but like that Bancaro, Paulo Bancaro from from Duke, he's uh, he. What? No, I was good. Uh, God, I'm like, did I totally butcher his name? Um, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I I that's the guy I'm thinking is going to be the the really good. Um, I was gonna say I agree. I think he of like Jabari Smith, Chet, and Bancaro is supposed to be one of those guys. Will be the top, top pick in the three draft. Guys, yeah. Like I just, I just think Ben Caro has the most fluidity to his game. Like he just yeah. looks natural. Um, again, he's a six ten guy, eight wing. Um, he's just like gigantic. Can hand- and he can he, handle the ball. He moves. Yeah, he moves <coughs> and handles the ball like a guard. And like he, um, you know, in uh, in that Texas Tech game, like I thought Texas, like Texas Tech might not be the most savvy basketball skill team. Like, but they got big. They like they have grown men on that team. They play hellacious defense, and I thought Bancaro was just phenomenal uh, in a big stretch in the second half of that game yeah, where Texas Tech looked like they were going to pull away, and Bancaro just started making buckets. And then, yeah, Roach started making some crazy layups and shit too. But I think I even said to you at the time, like, he looks like an NBA player out there playing in college. Like, Yeah. And, and like, th- like, I I don't – you don't see that often, and in, in he was one of them. Yeah, Jabari's good. I don't know. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know why Orlando wants a power. We're just gonna do more power forward center nonsense. Like to me, like yeah, he's just like Bancaro is also six ten, but like I feel like Bancaro just has a a skill set and an extra dimension to his game that Jabari Smith doesn't have and that the Magic don't have. So. Yeah. Because right now, uh, right now the the consensus is that it's going to be Jabari to the Magic, Chet Holgram to Oklahoma City, which that's apparently where he wants to go, which hilarious. Um, and then Bancaro to Houston. So, uh, I think Orlando's crazy for passing on Bancaro, but we'll we'll see what they do. Jaden Ivey is thought to be the fourth guy. He's like nobody thinks he's taking. He's going to go number one, but. Some teams, he's he's the guy that some teams that are drafting between like eight and twelve may try to trade up and get. So the six six four point guard out of uh, out of Purdue. I kind of like. I'll tell you, I I really like the dude out of Arizona, man, Benedict uh, Murthrent. I think I'm butchering his name. I, I don't know. I just I really I really liked him this year. I thought I think he thought he had good athleticism, good size. Um, you know, I know they you know, they came up short in the tournament, but I I, I thought he was, he looked very NBA ready. Um, Which guy was this? Benedict Mathurin on Arizona. Yeah, exactly. he was like their he was like their two guard, their shooting guard, shooting forward. Nobody with the name Bene- Benedict Murthgood <laughs> or whatever. It's gonna be good in the NBA. It's I, not I, happening. I uh, I, I like. It. I, I I don't know. I like him. I think he's a good. Nah, I'm just screwing around. Yeah, listen. I don't think he's a. I, I think he's a guy that uh, a team 
a team should trade up, not give the bag away, but a team that's like needs some good. Well, some good apparently Jeremy pieces. Grant can get you a first round pick. So I mean, who cares? Everybody can get you a first round pick. Why not um, two? As Tori said. <laughs> yeah, I like him, and I'll tell you what. I also uh, I like Johnny Davis up from Wisconsin. You know, I think he's slated right now in that like seven to ten slot. Uh, I'm really curious to see how the Duke guys, the Don Pancaro guys, end up in the NBA. So that's you know. Mark Williams, seven one center. I, I thought he was really good this year. They had a lot consider, of guys that were good. Yeah, consider the fact that like that he gets no plays run for him. I I, I think he could be impactful. And uh, and AJ Griffin is six six shooting forward. Again, he didn't. You know, it's when you have that many guys, it's hard to like showcase you, you everyone. Mean small forward. Small forward, yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. So I'm oh. I'm just I'm I'm curious how he ends up. Uh, like those those two guys to me are can be can be pretty good uh, impactful players. You know what's funny? What? Yeah, sidebar. So I started feeling ill like right when I was getting to your house, and now we both have to keep muting to cough. <laughs> <laughs> um, the most hilarious thing, though, by the way, right now in the mock draft at twenty three, the Sixers are taking a this, I'm not making this up are taking a guy named Nikola. Jovic. So we're just going to skip over my whole sidebar? Cool, cool. What do you mean skip over it? I said it, and you went straight in and no well, I, I giggled. I, I giggled and thought, laughed, and figured we're, we're, we were done with that. We're moving son on. Of a, son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, All I, right, I, so they're, I, they're going to get, instead of the Joker, they're going to get they're gonna get the... Nikola Jovic. And I, I, I'm going to have to be stuck with that. Just uh, kicking the stones every time... Uh, the jester instead of the joker yeah exactly but yeah those are uh yeah those are some guys the guys that i kind of like here so we'll see we'll see what everybody does sacramento's the wild card for they're the one team you keep hearing a lot of noise around that they're you know they're more than happy to trade out with people probably best because they'll fuck that pickup anyway yeah so i was gonna probably- say that <laughs> just counting them to screw it up. Yeah, like I, th- I think there's some good talent. Like again, I, I, I don't. Other, other than um, Bancaro, I, I don't think anybody else is a uh, a game changer. And even him, I don't think he has best player on a championship team um, potential. But you know, I think he could be a really solid number two here in a few years. And uh, but like I, I do like I do like some of the depth here between like eight and fifteen. So like if you're if I'm if I'm Sacramento and somebody, you know, like if the Knicks uh, want to, you know, trade down and give me, you know, quickly and somebody so that they can get Jaden Ivey, I'd be be more than happy to take that and, and move down and maybe take uh, again, maybe take maybe take Mark Williams there or, or AJ Griffin. Better than getting poison Ivy. <laughs> yeah, uh, what a good nickname that'll be. <laughs> and uh, who else do we have? Yeah, well, and then and then Portland. Yeah, to your, your your joke there, they made a trade today for they traded a twenty twenty five first round pick for Jeremy Grant. Which listen for that. I mean, it's, it's it, you're you need to try. They're going to try to capitalize here on Dame here in the next two years. So I mean, a twenty twenty five pick isn't doing anything for you anyway. So I get it. But they're they're rumored to be trying to trade out a seven for like a. Uh, an established player that can help them win now. So OG, I always I'll butcher his last name. OG Obanabu. Yeah, that's that yeah. that that's who a lot of the rumors are focusing around right now. Yeah. So Which, or, he, he took some steps last year. 
Yeah, he's a good player. They're just like Toronto just has like they just have a lot of guys at the same position right now. Yeah. Like it's Van Vliet and then it's a bunch of like weird six 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 nine guys. Like yeah. all over the place. So like they need to you know I that like to me that would be like if you're yeah, like if if you have Scotty Barnes, like if OG's out of kinda of gonna be out of the picture there, like why not why not roll you know, trade him out, roll the dice on uh you know, they draft really well. Get into the top ten and get a guy on a rookie contract. Yeah, see that makes makes sense. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, nothing gets me going like the NBA draft. So, well, my God, we're gonna have free agency here in like a week. I think I think the last one I watched was when Chauncey Billups was drafted. Who drafted Chauncey Billups? Let's see. Celtics. Oh, there we go. All right. So you did watch. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Correct. Um. Okay. Now, what I have been watching, if we're hey ready there, to move pirate. on from that. Hey there, pirate. Um. <laughs> Stanley Cup Finals. Yes, sir. Um. We had the heck of a preview with Jimmy B last week. Um. My X Factor is finally back. Uh, Nazem Kadri. Watch him score in overtime here. We're in overtime Excuse in game you? four. Nazem Kadri, yeah, we're we're in overtime in Game Four as we record, um, so I'm I got I got one eye on the mic and one eye on the on the TV here, but um, yeah, first game is four three. We hit the overs, part of the parlay. Um, Colorado wins. Next game, Colorado just goes nuts, wins like seven nothing. Next game in Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay comes back, wins six six two. Um, so it's like, okay, what's going on with all these goals? And sorry, I had to cough. Um, and I, I don't know. It's intriguing. Like, I didn't expect all these wide margins, though. Like, the first game, 4-3, was kind of more what I was expecting. This game is 2-2 here in overtime. Like, this kind of fit the bill of what I was expecting. Like, I expected goals. Like, I didn't expect, like, one nothing and, like, 2-1, but... I also didn't expect just flat out juggernauts. Um, but man, Colorado just when they f- are flying around, there's there. I mean, it's we've been seeing it for a couple years, all this year. So much fun. Um, we ca- Jimmy B called for the East East West pass. Uh, that's how Colorado won Game One um, on the one timer. Um, <clears throat> game Two, I actually missed because we were out and about in. Um, in the her uh, in the house that Tio built. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then game three, I had on, but as the score was just so wide, my wife wanted to watch other stuff, so I I was kind of like in and out of, of game three. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think I think we are we're still set up though pretty good for Colorado in six. Um, even even if Tampa Bay ends up winning this here, in it's overtime, not, it's not just the NBA Finals predictions that we get right. Branches yeah. out to all sports. Yeah, but um, I, I, so Kemper got pulled um in game two, and they they went back to him here. I, I thought maybe they'd stick with Francouz, Francouz, Francouz. I don't know, but I don't know. Kemper's been doing okay since he got pulled and came back, so we'll we'll see. Two last game, two this game. So, 
um he's he's hanging in uh, that was that was one of the big storylines coming in was the goalie mismatch so other the, the one game Kemper gets run out of the run out of the building but other than that I mean he's he's hanging in um so that's that's been huge um but we'll keep an eye on it I don't, I don't really don't have any other comments I feel like I'm just rambling ramble baby <laughs> this this rambling was easier when Jimmy B was here we could bounce stuff off each other I, I gotta say that was probably one of the uh more interesting uh hockey segments ever on I, the two beers podcast I thought you were gonna say it was one of our better uh um photoshop jobs that wall that was tremendous too kudos to you the, the Hanks know I've been everywhere <laughs> that was good <laughs> so good I've been uh, everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. Across the desert, it's bare, man. All right. Um, moving on to, I guess. Is it time? I, I guess it is. It is time. Everybody's favorite minute in podcasting. <coughs> the NASCAR pit stop. Vroom, vroom, say, vroom, do do vroom, either vroom, of us vroom, have the voice to go vroom, 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 vroom. Yeah. All right, man, in three, two, one, start your engine. All right, NASCAR was off last week. We come into this week stuck at three wins and minus 18 on the year. We're set in the 17th race with nine remaining in the regular season. This week, we're at Nashville, baby. This is only the second year for this track in the Cup Series. It's 1.33-mile oval with medium banking. Uh, last year, Kyle Larson dominated the race. He's the favorite this year at plus 450, but we're not picking him. We're going Chastain plus 800, William Byron plus 1200, Kevin Harvick plus 2500, Austin Dillon plus uh, 6000. Side note, Pedigree is um, teaming up with Kyle Busch this week for Pet Adoption Awareness Paint Scheme, Drew. They got a bunch of doggies and Pedigree logos all over the car. You're going to love it. Love that. Yep, that's 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 the pit stop this week. Man, flying through. Yeah, well, there was no race last week, so flying doesn't help when we're minus eighteen on the year. Um, any hoodles? So parlay, we won last week. Of course we did. It was uh, we bet five to win like five and ten cents or something like that. So our bet will be ten ten this week. Um, what? Do you have your eye on? I'm gonna take Bam Aruna. Okay, Bam, just straight up. Yeah, Bam, straight up. Okay. Um, the Pittsburgh Pirates, who have lost a bunch, but they they caught up all the rookies at this point. They they might have one or two. Dude, they got that one dude just has the most baller name ever. O'Neill Cruz. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, he's he's like 6'7", playing shortstop right now. In his first game, he had the hardest throw by any major league infielder in, so far this season. He had the hardest hit ball by any Pirate. And the three fastest sprint times by any Pirate. That was all in his first game. Um, he's, just, he's just a specimen. But um, the, the Buccos... Uh, they, they they still have a couple more prospects they could call up. But they are in Tampa Bay over the weekend. So I was kind of debating on what, which night to take them. And wait a second. 
Let me just double check because they have this one pitcher who sucks, but he's been on a hot streak. So I was going to take them Friday night to to blow it. But Yeah, I'm going to take them Saturday. Oh, that's Saturday during the day. Yeah, even better. Tampa Bay on Saturday at 1.10 p.m. over the Pirates. All right. Even though Corey, it's against Corey, Corey Kluber is going for Tampa Bay. And I I believe he started out hot and has been sucky since then. Um, let me just double check that. I think that's why originally I was going for Friday. Um, yeah, it's not loading, but we'll go. Uh, no, he's been no, he's been good. Sweet. All right. We are going Saturday afternoon, Tampa Bay Rays to beat the Pirates. What do you got, Drew? I already said Bam, so. I I will not accept that. I need another one. Uh, bam. I'm screwing with you. I forgot you said Bam. Wham, Bam, thank you, ma'am. Uh, cool. I think that's the end of beer one. Cool. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. I still have a sip. That's what uh, Ghost dates it on prom night. I was hoping. I was hoping I didn't have to say it a third time to get it. Heyo. Heyo. We really should have Goff on as a guest more often, as much as we talk. <coughs> By more often, I mean ever. We had him on as the on the anniversary. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Assume positions for the world famous two Bruce salute for beer number two. Three, two, one. Oh, come on. Oh, ah, it's stuck. It's a bottle. It's a twist top. Come on. Come twist on. Tops. Ah, there it is. Ah, I got a Miller High Life. Tell me you're sticking with Corona Premier. Sticking with the Ronies. Okay, Ronies it is. Um. Beer two this week. Guess what we watched? Hustle. That was so weak of you. So Hustle. flat. So flat. So flat. So flat. Adam 1600 hours a week on singing lessons, and this is what I give you. Um, Adam Sandler. Hustle. Starring Juancho Hernan Gomez. Oh, good for you. As, hey, I love the Hernan Gomez brothers. <laughs> they, they, there was like a, a small window where it looked like they might amount to something, and then they just, well, I guess they mounted to a movie star. One of them, the the one that's not as good. That's right. Um. But, I, a lot of thoughts. A lot of thoughts. Do you want to? Uh, how do you want to attack this? You want you uh, want to. Give a brief synopsis. And yeah, can... yeah, I'll give the brief synopsis, and then we can. Or should I tackle the brief synopsis? Eh, I'm probably better at it than you. You probably are. Um, so Adam Sandler uh, stars in the show in the movie. He plays a, a former college basket local college basketball star. Um, now is a scout for the Philadelphia 76ers, and has been there for. You know, for for a couple decades, ten, um, nine, eight, seventy-sixers. One. Two, was it implied three, four, in the five, movie that he sixers. actually wrote that song? No, I don't think that's a thing. I made that up. Uh. <laughs> I was like, I don't believe that is anything in there. But um, 
and so you can tell he's so he he's he's a scout so he's traveling all the time trying to find the next you know the next big guy for the team uh, by traveling we mean like around the world yeah around the world um finally he he's getting his shot to be an assistant coach and I, of course as soon as he gets made assistant coach was, i watched it with my wife and i was Hold like on. don't shortchange my man robert duvall was, owns the team yeah i was about to say robert duvall the owner uh which was great just awesome um makes him assistant coach as soon as it happens uh i got my wife i'm like oh well he's definitely gonna die and uh his dickhead son's going to screw Adam Sandler here. So, uh, after he, after he passes away, um, Adam Sandler eventually gets called back to be a scout. Cause in most situations in life, he's too valuable to the team to just be stuck on the bench and not identify, uh, talent. So he goes, he goes back, he goes back on the road, ends up in Spain going to shoot, shoot some hoops. And he finds, uh, uh, a guy, just a genetic freak in in work boots, hustling on a a local basketball court. Um, Bo Cruz, yeah. so hunts him down, find, finds where he lives. Eventually, convinces him to come back to the states. The uh, the again Duval's son, who's now is running the team, is against it. But Sandler has so much you know so much faith in this kid that he basically sets him up in a, at a hotel and is putting it all on his dime because he just, he just is that he just thinks he's a sure thing. So it goes back and forth. He tries to get him into some, some big stakes pickup games to get some attention. You know, um, he rat gets rattled a little bit. So then they move on to, well, it's, we got to try to get him into the combine and then eventually the NBA draft. So a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of parallels between, um, Bo, Bo Cruz had some, you know, he's, he got, in, he got in some fights when he was younger that come up that, um, you know, make it a little challenging for him to get, you know, get sniffed at by some teams. You find out that Sandler, when he was in college, you know, got into a, a car accident when he was drunk, um, destroyed his hand. And that's how he ended up being a scout. Uh, and then at the very end, all goes well. He gets drafted, and Adam Adam Sandler gets his rifle spot back on uh, the bench. Eventually, usurping Doc Rivers uh, as the head coach, which has been probably the best thing about the movie is all the jokes Wait, that have he, been. On. He usurps Doc Rivers. I'm I'm joking. Like that he he will actually. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying that's the uh, all. I'm like, all, I'm all like f- did I not sit through the credits long enough? No, and the, that would have been a great after credits. All the all the Philadelphia fans uh, on like social media have been making memes about yeah, like li- literally Adam Sandler would be a better coaching choice than Doc Rivers at this point <laughs> for the Sixers. So, um, so that's pretty much the movie. Um, why don't you go first? What were your what were your thoughts, Joe? I love Qu- Queen Latifah as his wife. Tremendous. She like, man, she just she does such a good job. Still, like. She's got to be how how old is she? Queen Latifah, I'm not sure. She's, I bet 50, she's in her 50s. She's 52 and she still looks so young. She's like she's incredible. Um that that was amazing. Juancho Hernan Gomez was fantastic. They actually made him look like a good basketball player. The miracle of Apparently film. he had a, a stunt double which I'm still trying to figure out why. <laughs> Just I so. guess Running up all those hills and stuff, they don't want him to like tear something since he's an actual NBA player. True, I guess. Good point. Good point. 
Um, ben Foster plays the shithead little son to Robert Duvall. Which, by the way, what, I wonder, I'd, I'd love to ask Sandler, what was the need of putting, like, a bald skull cap on him to make him, like, bald? Was that just still, is that, like, a look of, like, aristocratic rich people? Like, bald with a beard? It wasn't even a good skull cap. Like, yeah, hey, I, don't, skull I, don't, cap. I don't understand what the purpose of that was, because that guy's not bald. It made no sense. That's, <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I'm like, wait, why are they doing that? Yeah, that was that agreed. That part was weird. Um but uh the speech that Robert Duvall gave Adam Sandler but never back down, which felt like the, at one point they were pitching that to be the the uh title of the movie even though that was like what like a dance movie for teens like 20 years ago. Was that Channing Tatum? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um but that was a really cool speech. It was like, why didn't you stand up to my son? My son's in the wrong. Blah, blah, blah. That was cool. Um, yeah, I loved I loved how it was, uh, was it Mo Wagner or Franz Wagner, who was like the the prissy European that Sandler like didn't like? He was like, yeah, this guy's awful. No, it was, oh yeah, it was Mo Wagner. Yeah, it was Mo was, Wagner. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, But there, I loved all the cameos. The cameos were great. Um, there was there honestly I can't ever remember there being more athletes in a movie. Uh, it was just incredible. Um, Kenny the Jet Smith as that agent was great. Um, Bobon is just Bobon. I was gonna say favorite. What what was your favorite NBA player cameo in the movie? Uh, probably Anthony Edwards as Kermit. I I would yeah we'll get to that. I liked it a lot. I, I just thought they messed up his audio. Like, and maybe that was his fault. Maybe he just delivered the line so oddly that, like, that's the best they could come up with. I, I, I just felt like a lot of the lines were, like, muffled and mumbled. Now, granted, you know, they're trying to, like, film it out there in the in the middle of the play. So maybe that was part of it, too. But, like, uh, that being said, I really enjoyed the, like, he was a good like heel. Oh yeah, I was. I I should have said non Anthony Edwards uh, cameo because I felt oh. like he was. I felt like he was too integral into the movie to be considered a so cameo. So someone someone who played themselves, or or whatever, or just an NBA guy that was in it for like didn't really have a huge role. Like to me, Anthony Edwards had too big of a role for it to be a cameo. Okay, I, maybe I I didn't hear the word cameo. Um. Oh jeez. Uh, you put me on the spot. My, I mean, my mine was Bobon. I just thought that was great in the very beginning. Where the very beginning, yeah. It's like, uh, how old are you? Twenty two. Really? Who's, who's this? My, my son. son. <laughs> how old is he? Twelve. So okay. good. So good. Um. Yeah. Oh, geez. I don't know. Let me come back to that one. Okay. But um. So Queen Latifah. Juancho Hernan Gomez. Was Willie Hernan Gomez in this, oddly enough? I have no idea. I don't think he was. Nah. Um, and just to piggyback, like, I thought Anthony Edwards, yeah, like, he was so good, dude. And he filmed that right after his rookie season. I know. That's what was impressive. Yeah, he was really, he, like, like he, he was yeah, really he, in control of, like, just being the heel of a Yeah, character. just being, like, a huge asshole. I loved it, dude. It was so good. Uh, I was like, man, Anthony Edwards is great. I know. Like, it was so good. Um... Some some pick and nits is like, oh, I got a, I got a huge one. Like I just thought it was very air up there of them to like, oh, let's go find a guy like playing ball on the side after a shift on the construction yard. Like that was just that just felt random and weird. 
Like, you're going to find the next great NBA prospect just randomly in Spain. Uh, okay. I mean, it, it definitely worked for the movie, but, like, for to bring out all these real-life NBA players and do all this realistic stuff, that, like, kind of didn't fit. <coughs> that didn't really, like, fit the realism of the rest of it. But um, there was a couple others that I didn't write down uh, that I don't my, remember. My, my biggest one was... I guess it went hand in hand. Like one, uh, with all the all the different things that are out there from a character perspective, was was this guy getting in a uh, getting in a fight really like that big of a deal that uh, it, it was uh, <laughs> yeah that that that, he, that that was gonna set him back for being in the NBA if he was like that good. I, I thought that was silly and that's a good point. I and the fact that it was like they made it out to be this big, this big like exclusive like club and th- big deal to like just get into the combine as if this was something. But it's like it's a freaking combine. <laughs> I was like, it's not like we were trying. It's, it's not like it was the green room at the NBA draft. Like they they had to go on this like nationwide like uh, bow challenge uh, tour to get to get an invite to the to the combine. Uh, that. I thought they could have been a little more creative with that whole thing. Oh yeah. man, did did the Avalanche just win the game? Oh, I don't know. I was looking at my notes. I think sure, I think, sure I think we're getting a little. I think we're one step closer, Jo. Sure, sure did three to one in overtime. One step was, closer, baby. I was I was actually looking at the. Oh, was it Kadri that scored? Kadri scored. Well, well, well. Here we are. Look who called for. Oh, wait, did it score? Wait, no. No. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Well, well, well. Boom. Boom. Your boy calls the X Factor when the guy is still injured. Love it. Love it. Oh, uh, but back to hustle. Mic drop. Um, yeah, those are my uh, – and then – well, and then even at the combine, it was like – it was funny because they, they did this whole prep of, you know – Li- Live tweeting Jimmy B. Your boy <laughs> nice. called the X Factor. Um, back to hustle. Yeah, but I love how it was like they do all this training about getting his mental psyche correct about like, yeah, these guys are going to say all these things about, you know, they're going to try to get in your head this, this, and this. And he's he's like, you know, he, he's got it down perfectly. And then Edwards makes a comment about his daughter and he snaps again in, in like this big moment. Yeah. It's like, ah, what? Come on, dude. Yeah. But that's yeah. all I had. All that, that my all my this were just around some of the combine stuff where I was like, all right, it's, it's the freaking combine. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, what else? What else? Uh, like uh, another thing that w- wasn't really addressed, and it, it's okay. Like, but they kind of, they kind of um, straddled the line of like Adam Sandler was like, "Oh, I've been struggling in this league for so long. You know, we don't have money. Blah blah blah." But then he just like straight up like post this dude up in these hotels for like how many weeks? Yeah. Why don't he just come stay at the house? Like I thought that was weird too, that he wasn't just staying at his house. Like how how much what's your like what's your what's the budget? Like I don't know. That was I just was I just thought it was he was trying to he was trying to keep it as hush as possible and didn't want the kid to lose confidence that the Sixers had no interest in him. Wanted to give him room to explore his porn addiction. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you were, you were. You took one bite out of this. Yeah, it's like if I ate the whole thing, I'd get fat. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. But o- overall, I I I thought the movie was great. Um. 
Absolutely loved it. Um, did you do your five point ratings? Always. Uh, but the other, yeah. Before we even get to that, the other thing that was awesome was just like all the cool like Philly, like all the shots in Philly that they did. Oh, I there you go. Just, I thought it was just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, um, I, got, I mean, I, got, I, don't, I don't know any of those things, but yeah. I got a little, I got a little sad when, uh, when uh, I went and Tobias showed up to play one on one, and then Seth Curry was there. Ugh. pulled up my heartstrings. Yep. So, so let's roll. Okay. Um, acting. What'd you give it? Two. Yeah, I gave it a two, which. Honestly, I feel like it's a really good score, <coughs> yeah. considering how many athletes they used. Um, it just they didn't ask them to do a lot in the acting. It was all the acting was basically Sandler and Queen Latifah. <laughs> yeah, and I got um, I thought Sandler was good. was good. Yeah, I thought pe- I think pe- people were try- some people were trying to say they thought he was better in this than Uncut Gems, which I know you haven't seen, but uh, he was Uncut Gems. This doesn't even hold a candle to that movie, in my opinion. Okay, well, I have to watch that one next. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's tremendous in both. That's why I said his his uh, you know, he went he went into the uh, the dog. He was like his his career was like the uh, I gotta think of a comp. What did I what did I use it as before? He's on fire, and then he he does uh those ridiculous movies like the Dream One with the candy and Jesus, oh, um... Jack and Jill. Christ. He had, he, had, he had like seven straight movies that were just the worst pieces of crap ever. And now he's like rallying here with like real real stuff. I got I got to think of an athlete comp for him here at some point. Maybe Grant um, Hill? Maybe Grant Hill? Might be a good one. Um burned hot, got all those injuries and then came back and was decent. Yeah. With the Suns, like he was a pretty integral part of the Suns. He might yeah. Be, yeah, Adam Sandler might be on the Grant Hill tour. Yeah, maybe. Um, All right, what's next? Writing. <coughs> uh, two and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it. I'll you know I was gonna say two, but I'll bump it up to two and a quarter. I, I it it made me laugh out loud a lot. It I, I I thought it was there was a lot of good dialogue in there. What 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 do what do what do what do you say? Another fat joke? <laughs> yeah, there was. Sandler had had a lot of good lines. Um, plot. Uh, give it a two. I give it a two and a half. Okay. Um. Okay. Um. Feel slash genre. You go on this one first. Oh, I was hoping you would. Um. Uh, I'll go two and a half. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It's just like I almost gave it a two point seven five. I mean, it had it had pretty much the typical like sports movie like arc. Yeah, yeah, but so. they did it well though. Yeah. Rewatchability. Um, I I gave it a two, which I think is pretty high. Yeah, all I gave it a two as well. I gave it a two too. Uh, like it's, I'd say it's pretty rewatchable. Yeah, I mean, I could, I would just rewatch it just to see the Philly scenes. Not, uh, no, not like, you know, maybe not like ten times, but I'd, I'd watch it again with someone. Yeah. 
So my total, I actually didn't tally them up. One, two, three, four, five, eleven. I got eleven point two five, which is pretty high for like a sports movie. Yeah, I got Adam a flat I, sports movie. I got a flat eleven, which puts us at what eleven point one two five. Yeah, that was good. I I enjoyed it. So yeah, I was gonna I, say for uh, other other sale, uh, the Doctor J cameo was great. Yeah, that was good. Oh, that was it. That was my that was my other nitpick. Was like, so, well, this is kind of like uh, piggybacking off each other. But like, so like basically like a hashtag got this guy in the combine. Like that's that was kind of weird, and like kind of like silly. And then like, as part of his training, they're gonna go take him the the professor from from the and one mixtapes and like, <laughs> oh here like. And I think there was other guys from the AM1 mixtapes too. I I couldn't pinpoint which ones exactly they were, but it was like AO was in there and stuff like yeah. that. So it was just it was like okay, like that you're getting this guy ready for the NBA, so like let's go take dribbling class from the professor. That was weird. Yeah. So, um yeah, I liked I liked the Dr. J cameo in there. It was fun. His wife's like, "I'll call him." She's across the phone calls Dr. J. Yeah, that was fun. Show up. And what was the? Uh, I thought I had one of the good ones. I did. I, I liked. I liked the Dirk Facetime. And uh, oh yeah, he, that was good. When he when he when he when he searches him searches him out, Dirk's like, "Who is this? Who are you? How'd you get this number?" Yeah, that was funny. That was so good, so good. So many cameos. Like I I actually specifically on Netflix clicked watch previews so I could see like how many there were. It was. I've never seen so many to say. Surprised, uh, surprised PJ Tucker didn't find his way in this movie, right? Him, <laughs> Kyle Lowry's so, ass found his I, way. Chris in. Chris Middleton was in it. That was such a random. By the way, the the last pickup game was like such a random hodgepodge of guys between like Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Gordon, Jordan Clarkson, Boban. That was that was a weird twist. It, it, like, truth be told, like, hey, you you flamed out in the combine. But we're gonna play this random pickup game with pushed, all these coaches there. You, uh, you, you, you physically assaulted another player and then pushed, pushed, pushed your coach. But yes, you, you, you did well at this pickup game, so we're gonna draft you. Yeah, Brad like Stevens. A, that's right, Brad. St- Brad Stevens. Brad is there. Stevens, dude. It was endless. Shaq, Barkley, like it was. It was just endless. Luca, AI. Oh my! It was. It was like forty guys. The, the, well, only and only one guy was noticed. It, did, noticeably didn't make a cameo, considering where it took place. Joel, no Joel. Wonder why. Which, I guess, that I was guess another it's... angle. Is like the the little shithead kid was like considering trading that was so Joel. Good. Yeah, it was, was so good. That was another good social media thing that was going on. Where Philly fans were like, God, even even the mention of a Joel and B trade in this movie is, is giving me the cold sweats at night. <laughs> So that was yeah. a lot of great. That was a lot of a lot of great, uh, great stuff coming coming to social media locally here with the movie. Yeah, I I didn't get all that, but um, I uh, uh, I forget what else I was gonna say. Bing, Bing, Bing. Um, but no, nah, I think it was good, man. Um, good recommendation. Um, fun fun little flick. Uh, if nothing else, Queen Latifah is still very pretty. So. She's a beautiful go. woman. Um, can you imagine having a wife that actually like likes basketball? No. 
Can't. No, me either. Or sports in general. Can't do it. Okay. What would that be like? Uh, I don't know. Heaven? This is Iowa. <laughs> All right, Drew. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out. Talking about anything that makes you get loud.